Hello and welcome to the Book of Leaves podcast. My name is Cara Carney and I am your host. to Book of Leaves. This is an Irish podcast where I interview people in Ireland who are doing something good for the planet and the whole idea is we can take a leaf out of their book to add to our own way of eco-friendly living. We have such an eclectic um, range of topics in this. I say we even though I'm a one-woman show but I include you the listeners in this little podcast community and this particular podcast we're going to be talking to Alejandro the man behind Ethical Origin who is directly sourcing coffee and chocolate from farmers that he knows in Colombia as he is Colombian himself so yeah this is a topic we've never actually had we've had I had an Easter episode once kind of talking about ethical chocolate but it was just an aspect of it so it's really exciting to see this beautiful little business that Alejandro is working on so yeah if you are new to this podcast thank you so much for tuning in I am Cara I am just an activist and I am very passionate about the environment I am a master of nothing and a jack of all trades so I lo- I like to do this podcast as a way to make climate information and climate action a little bit more accessible there's lots of information out there with experts but this is a crisis that is not going to be fixed by experts it's going to be fixed by communities by all of us kind of coming together so yeah I am absolutely thoroughly enjoying this passion project and thank you so much for joining me here and if you do like the work that I do please do give us a follow on Instagram I'm on Facebook and Twitter as well though I'm not there I'm not there as frequently as I would be on the Lgram and of course if you are in a position where you can financially contribute to the running of the podcast that would be so so helpful I have a Patreon account that you can subscribe to patreon.com forward slash book of leaves or if you are in a position where you can only donate once off or every now and again that's absolutely fine I totally get you I work in a very sporadic arts industry I know what it's like to be broke so you can um donate there to buymeacoffee.com forward slash book of leaves and of course if you can't if you haven't got the means to um contribute that's totally fine if you can spread awareness spread awareness raise awareness of the podcast spread the word of the podcast and share it with a friend share it on your socials that'd be amazing okay so this episode with Alejandro I hope you will enjoy don't forget to give him a follow on um, Instagram and check out the website they have like coffee on sale there from 12 euro per bag which is not from 10 euro even which is not you know extortionate when you think god how much more expensive is it going to be really not that much more expensive and he has um some chocolate online as well from a business called paramijo the farmers of the chocolate are also protecting some vital biodiversity near the andes as well which is just it's amazing so it's an amazing initiative that he set up go support it if you can and hopefully you'll learn a thing or two in this episode enjoy I'm a Colombian anthropologist based here in Ireland since 2016. I'm working on education, human rights, and development for over 20 years. I'm based here because um, my wife, she's from the region, no? I'm located here in Blessington, West Wicklow, more than welcome. Oh, lovely. They were born over there, no? Actually, Oshin, even and Oshin, no? 12 and 8. Uh, Oshin, Your kids? Born. Yeah, my, our, my, yeah, our kids, yeah. So he was born in the coffee region. 
what I'm doing uh, right now is trying to connect this personal kind of journey, but also kind of my human rights background uh, here in Ireland, in Northern Ireland, uh, and, and some projects related to peace building and education and arts. And uh, currently I'm working on education and the sustainable development goals. But that's my background in Colombia. Yeah, I'm 45 now, 45 years old. So in the last 20 years over there, I've been involved in, in a lot of projects about human rights with yeah. human rights defenders, environmental human rights defenders. So this side, from my side, working with indigenous communities a lot and with local communities all around my country over there in Colombia. Actually, I travel with my uh, daughter a lot uh, when she was a baby in uh, many places in the Amazon. That's so cool. Do you ask, what about me? That's kind of my background. And here oh, in Ireland, yeah. I've been learning a lot. I did my master's at Maynooth University in peace building and development practice. And recently, uh, TCD, uh, something called Climate Entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. program, yeah, with the business school and the science center. Brilliant. So you're spinning loads of plates. You've got so much experience. I've been yeah. learning a lot and recently, you know, put, put this kind of, because we're talking about, and your podcast in general, no? We're, the world that we're living, we need to do something, no? So mm-hmm. that's kind of the stuff um, related to my, my personal journey, no? So Are, that's yeah. me, yeah, more or less. Yeah, busy and we took it. Really busy. <laughs> we have the cat joining the podcast. I love it. Um, and w- when it comes to, like, you're obviously really interested in human rights. Were your family kind of the same? Or was there a pivotal moment for you that this kind of changed and this awareness happened that you, you yeah, had to do absolutely. something? Yeah, actually, um, I'm studied anthropology because I have people within my family, you know, especially one anthropologist, no? So when I was a teenager, I said, okay, cool, I want to be an architect or an anthropologist because the connection with, and always with my dad and within my family, yeah, there's some activism around, no? So for example, my cousin and this side of my father's family, they are uh, part of the water movement over there in Colombia, no? And doing a lot of ecological and human rights work and advocacy in, in a region that I, my family is, is coming from, no? As from Medellin, no? Fame really well known from, from, from Narcos, no? Unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, I grew up with this, no? With this during the 80s, no? I'm from 77, so I grew up with the violence from not just the guerrilla, the paramilitary groups, the guerrilla groups, the Pablo Escobar war, and in, gen- in general, the whole kind of sensitive situation uh, in terms of human rights, no? Abuses in, in, in mm-hmm. Colombia, no? And now we have uh, a new president. Uh, so that's the reason why, no? I did kind of anthropology and that's kind of my social side rather than the academic side, more from uh, as a practitioner, as a human rights defender, discover myself doing this, you know, during my 20s and, and, and I found kind of my path, I think, because it's, it's quite different, no? When I decided to do it, it's not an eight to five, like a lawyer or you're doing whatever, no? Like the creativity. It's never journey. ended. It's, it's ne- yeah. no, it's... it's, it's 24-7. And actually one of, of my cousins, she's um, doing coffee. Not the stuff that I'm doing with some organic coffee with some farmers and, and a region in Colombia. Yeah. 
Oh, amazing. So, yeah, like it definitely was in your family. And this is something that's, I think, quite different in Western countries when it comes to people getting involved in climate action. A lot of our pivotal moments are either parents who say, you know, we need to be careful around this or a documentary or Greta Thunberg inspires change. Whereas in the likes of Colombia, um, or countries where there's ongoing climate disasters or social issues, you don't need a documentary. Like you see it face to face, and and that and that's yeah. usually people's p- pivotal moment. Like so, your experience is invaluable in learning like how we can fix these things. So one of the things that you set up your social enterprise ethical origin. Can you tell us a bit about that and what that what that's all about? Yeah, so uh, we were living in Bogota, no? Bogota is the capital, um, uh, probably some of you uh, traveled to Colombia before, uh, more than welcome, lovely country, obviously with, with some problems around, but mm-hmm. uh, the most uh, second most biodiverse country in the world, wow. a lot of uh, um, changes uh, lately, uh, but the point is, I moved or we moved from Bogota to the coffee region because violence as well. In 2012, there was a bomb in, in Bogota from the FARC guerrilla, not too far from our from our flat where we were living. Imagine, boom, yeah. sugar, no? And I was um, at the library with, with Evie, with, and she was a small baby, you know, 2012. The following day, I traveled to, to work with indigenous communities. So we moved. So this is kind of to live in a better place, no? When you're a papa and, and or, no, when you're parenting, you, you, you want kind of a safe place. And for me, of course. Seems, you know, even Dublin for me, uh, Dublin is lovely, but oh, no, I prefer here the countryside. I moved over there because violence and I started to work with ex-combatants of the armed conflict, surrounded by coffee plantations around Salento. I discovered as a Colombian, uh, rediscover is the word, the magic of coffee, you know, when I was a small kid with my parents and so on. But Alexandro, Sandro, it was his name. Lovely coffee, you know, lovely couple, lovely family growing lovely coffee. Organic coffee, because the coffee that I'm bringing in chocolate, they are kind of from those communities. So, but imagine paperwork, importing, uh, agricultural registration, the revenue, the sugar, the this, the that. And I was yeah. like, no, thank you. No. <laughs> However, always here on, uh, on my mind. And then during the pandemic, crossing the street here in Blessington, my little boy, Oshin, he said, listen, that there's a Colombian flag over there in a cafe. It was just the primary colors, no? Um, yellow, blue, and red, not the Colombian flag. However... Mm. I talk about that, no idea about the origin of the coffee and no, a lot of issues because always on my mind about the fairness of trade, exploitation, deforestation, pesticides, all of that was kind of clear that for me, it's important to set up a business, a social enterprise and bring these clean products here to Ireland because people don't know about their coffee, what they are drinking. And it's important because in the whole supply chain, the farmers are the most affected. I know those farmers. So I want to bring this here to Ireland. Amazing. You shorten the supply chain because this is something that's hammered into us in in primary school. And they do like a big, you know, education around uh, about the supply chain and chocolate and coffee. And, you know, for you spend a euro on a chocolate bar and the farmer might get one or two cents, even though they have done so yeah. much of the hard grafting shortening that supply chain is so 
important. Can you talk to us a little bit more about what these farmers are going through from everything socially to environmentally in their in their home countries? Yeah, no, and for me it's so important that I'm not changing the world, no. If we were talking start to talk about everything, every single carbon emission for this call, we we're going bananas, no? <laughs> so I said, I, I'm not changing the whole kind of broken system of the supply chain in coffee because there's another company here called Moji doing that. No, they are kind of a, a company in the Netherlands and here. But the point is roasted at origin. Why is so important? Your question is so important because the uh, we're talking about trade and we're talking about uh, supply chains and we're talking about unfair practices. We're talking about neocolonialism in kind of the tea sector is the same, no tea, chocolate, mm -hmm. the most traded commodities. And you see every, in every corner, sorry, <clears throat> now in Dublin, everywhere here as well, there's a, a coffee shop. The sector is so um, unfair because fair trade are some of the issues. So fair trade is great, but there are some issues because not all of them can have access to their certifications, no? You know, mm. certifications, certifications, and you need money and blah, blah, blah. So I want to do it kind of the, the large impact, but small scale in terms of, of it doesn't matter the, the quantity. The point is trying to change lives over there. So all of that, and they are small and medium enterprises. They are farmers, but our understanding here, no, in the West, even in, in Colombia, living in, in, in the capital, oh yeah, they are farmers. No, they are a small enterprise because run a farm is a hard job. It's a small enterprise. Yeah. So this, this way of thinking is bring this here to Ireland because it's not fair that you're paying three, no, that's the average 3.5 and farmers still receiving one cent. As you mentioned, that's kind of the reality. When it comes to the farmers there, I've like, I know some people who've traveled to Colombia and they said they had some of the best coffee the strongest mm -hmm. coffee of their life there. Yeah. Um, so obviously they sell it locally as well, but probably for much lower price because of people's income. So mm -hmm. do they kind of, are, are they looking to export it to earn more of a living? Yeah, no, there's a lot of issues in the whole kind of supply chain. So you can sell your coffee locally and have a, a way of living, no? Uh, the point here is, uh, this neo-colonial way of doing the, we, we're still trading like in the 15th century, no? Okay, go to this country, whatever, Malawi, Uganda, Guatemala, Colombia, bring that stuff. Uh, it's incredible, the child exploitation, child labor, and the, for example, the cocoa supply chain that is kind of, it's just the same, no? 1.5 million kids are right now working, no? Um, using the machete over there in, in, in the cocoa farms because it's about prices. And your question is important because if they're not receiving good prices, if you're paying uh, for a coffee, uh, if you're paying cheap, the, the, the result is someone is suffering over there. Yes. They're not receiving a living wage, something simple like that. No health, no education, no, no food security, no. There's so, always a cost somewhere, like so, you may be paying. Yeah, less. and we are, yeah. but we are paying here. Three producer countries uh, is the same, but obviously it's about trade. No, so we need more fair prices. We need kind of a large distribution of this coffee for affordable prices. I call this ethical origin, is because the origin of the products. There's a lot of products with with an ethical origin. No, I have a their handbags uh, from women's uh, wa wa waivers. No, weavers, weavers. Yeah, 
I will bring these products here to Ireland shortly. That'd be really exciting because yeah, I think that's one of one of the lovely things about your social enterprises. It really does hone in on like you know the people, like you've you've mm-hmm. spent time with them. So it, yeah. it is really that local and that small. Um and something I kind of want I just want to touch on as well, um, because I think we talked about this in person briefly but obviously like Colombia has a is also a big producer of cocaine like how how is that an issue and is coffee and chocolate farming a way out for for those people so we need to support those smaller businesses even more yeah actually we're well known about the 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 cocaine trade and actually it's our first product of export the second one is coffee and we need to be aware about the good stuff no because colombia and narcos and uh, you know the reality is worse than that i always say that than, than the stuff that you're watching on on tv this type of reality persists uh, in many regions it's incredible how you can transform this into something positive so about for example the chocolate and the cocaine and they are part, this particular chocolate that I'm bringing here to Ireland, they are part of the substitution of illegal crops because, you know, coca plants are a sacred plant in South America. In Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, and Colombia, it's a sacred plant for thousands and thousands of years now. The point is the illegal use of coca leaves put a lot of uh, communities in and in, in a kind of a type of modern slavery at the same time. No, it's part of their economy. So coffee and 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 chocolate is a big change for cocaine producers. No, in some regions, mm-hmm. in some regions, it's absolutely mm, really hard to do it. To be honest, because there's no political will. Because a lot of the context is so complex. No, it's, it's okay, really hard to, to change chocolate or Sorry? to. It, yeah, to really change, to change. Thing. Okay, I want to be a good person. Yeah. I don't want to deal with illegal stuff anymore. Oh, yeah, so get out of here or you're dead. Anyway, there are brave people, um, more or less, almost 80%, they're run, the, the, the business is run by, by women. And the reason why is because they are widows of the armed conflict. Imagine. And their kids, their male kids, no, uh, they are dead or they are away in the city making money or they are growing their own stuff at the same time. So it's a, it's a, it's a eco-political. You want to frame this issue, no? Okay, I want to change. I want this uh, new generation to stay here doing, mm-hmm. not growing, uh, because this is not just about, it's not security, it's, it's food sovereignty, no? This word yeah. sovereignty is about dignity. No, that I'm growing something else. I'm growing my bananas. I'm growing my, my, my other products. No, a lot of my passion fruit. No, it's, it's about agroforest, agroforestry systems around communities. No, it's not just about monocrops. That's the big difference that I want to um, tell your audience and yourself the stuff that I'm doing uh, with educational meaning, with ethical origin is because it's a, not a monocrop coffee like here in Ireland. No, two days ago in a, in a cafe, I tasted, okay, 
I know this is the taste from a really heavy chemical taste. You know what I mean? Well, you've, yeah, I'm not a big coffee drinker. Yeah, so yeah, we don't know. know. We, know like, and I, yeah. we don't know that, but I'm talking about the mainstream. mainstream sure. Chemicals. They're yeah, probably yeah, going to yeah. Starbucks or Costa or like the big, the big players. <laughs> yeah, no. It's about the sue location, me, guys. You can yeah. sue me. It's fine. The, big change, the good stuff is, is about the change in the local economy. And here in Ireland and in Europe, uh, the the Western demand of cocaine, that's kind of for me a big because I know the the producers. I, I live there to change their lives. We need to uh, be more equal in our trade. So we're doing this, and they are like many communities in Colombia changing illegal crops for coffee and chocolate. Not to answer yeah. your question, yeah, which is good and like something that we can do here is to find the the chocolate and coffee that, you know, is sourced by the likes of ethical origin so that more money is going to the farmer. And then hopefully if enough people are doing that, the politics in Colombia will then go, oh, do you know what, actually there's more of a market for these ethical goods. Because to link our conversation, I'm bringing this, not just coffee and chocolate, this is a... Uh, I want to make a difference. And the reason why I'm doing this is because, okay, we're talking about peace. I participated in a lot of conferences and we're talking about peace here, about peace that, and this coffee break. What type of coffee are you drinking? No? Yeah. <laughs> are you talking about victims, about peace building, about, about climate action, about sustainability? But yeah, probably it's a fair trade coffee. But my point is a lot of talk around development and around the um, activism as well. There's a type of bubble. We're living in bubbles, no? Yeah. And we're doing a great job, academia, activism, no? But uh, my personal opinion, let's talk about peace. But at the same time, look, you're supporting women groups, indigenous uh, communities, and open a possibility for them to engage with consumers like you interested no okay you know what i'm traveling to to south america whatever the reasons or to colombia and i will visit those farmers no and that's kind of my i want to scale this to people interested that's my the problem is time and everything both planning kind of field trips to do more regenerative tourism as well that is so yes. important so that's the stuff that i i want to to do to keep the connection rather than to cut the connection when you get the product. Yeah, that's the future for, for the crops. Like food sovereignty, as you mentioned, I think is something important because if, if the port shut down tomorrow, we'll be feeding ourselves on cheese and beef and pork. Like we don't have any vegetables here. So it'd be great to like change those things and grow more local, but for things that we won't ever be able to grow, like bananas and coffee and chocolate, yes. it's really important to have like, to have trade, but to have ethical trade, fair trade, like actually fair trade. And it is, it is possible. Yeah. And again, with the conversation is roasted at origin. It's, it's about the carbon footprint. It's about more jobs over there as well. And actually the world barista champion, no, in Milan competing with a lot of people. He's part of a movement related to the people in the Netherlands trying to promote roasted at origin coffee because it's the future of coffee. It's this kind of more job. We don't, it's about carbon footprint because 99% of the roasters are located in the global north. They roast their 
their coffees and imagine the mental map, Colombia, travel to Australia from the Pacific or to, or to Canada, roast the beans in Canada or in Ireland. And then I'm a roastery, small batch roastery, I have my, and then I'm selling, I'm exporting my coffee from Ireland to the world. So Colombia, Ireland, I roast the coffee and then travel again to wow. Romania. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. They're doing their best, but in terms of carbon f- footprint and all of that is crazy. So the coffee that I have here, I'm, I'm, this is uh, one of the pa- partners. You can scan the QR code and you're going directly to the plant. No? So you can check, okay, what wow. is coming for, from those plants. So it's lovely, the connection, no? Yeah. But it's the, the finished product re- directly from over there to over here. Yeah, it's a, it doesn't travel all those unnecessary miles the, across the, the, the planet. It's not way around because it's crazy. It's, it's better not to think about it. And what other tips would you give to people as we start kind of like wrapping up if people want to be ethical in the coffee and chocolate they consume? Yeah, no, for me, and thanks for, for, for your time. I can blah, 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 talk here for ages. <laughs> but the point is, it's about your choices, no? It's about, okay, yeah. I, I have my local cafe. I know they're sourcing a local, they're, they're no, ethical sourcing and so on, but uh, trying to avoid the mainstream mainstream stuff. Now, I know it's nice to have a hot chocolate when it's rainy or a nice cup of tea, but you can prepare the stuff. Sometimes it's kind of laziness because you can do it at home. You can prepare at home with a hot press and and obviously support local shops as well. It's important, no? Your local cafe is important. They are a small business trying to do their best. But the point is, it's good to ask them, no? Okay, what about your source of coffee? Probably they know, yes, my coffee is from Nicaragua, this and that. Great, amazing. Because most of the time, and I'm doing research about this, they don't know. So be sure about what you're eating and drinking. And it's about health. It's not about ethical. It's about your health as well. Yeah. Full of chemicals and chocolate as well, no? You're drinking this powder rubbish. It's kind of 12% or... 15% of cocoa. Quality is important, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. No? This is not about, okay, bringing in whatever. Ah, who cares? No. They care about their products. No? Yeah. The point is, if you know the farmers, it's good because they put love, put passion, put faith in their products. So give to yourself and to your kids good stuff. No, They are delighted. Oshin, my little boy, he's delighted with the 80%, actually, or the 100 no? It's wow. Not it's good for your health. <laughs> It's good for yeah. your health, brain development, and everything, your heart, you know, it's a good treat. Love it. For farmers. So that's kind of the point. And visit the webpage. The webpage is ethicalorigin.ie. If you want it, you want to know. And, and, and actually, I'm not thinking in that way of the growing business, no. I'm, I'm just trying to reach some ethical roasters as well who yeah. wants to partner with those farmers, no. That's kind of yeah. the goal. I will share the link. Do yeah. and are there any? Have you heard any positive stories um, or projects from the farmers or um, the the kind of women crafters that you're working with as well since Ethical Origin started? Oh no, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Actually, uh, the first coffee that I brought here uh, was from an ex-combatant, as I mentioned. No, so yeah. he used to be in jail. He spent years in jail. Imagine, and then, hey, mom, sorry, I'm here. Yeah, want to be in the farm again? Okay, come on. So he started again. He improved a lot because it's about yeah. mental health. If you're in, if you spend your, your your life in jail and then trying to reintegrate to society, so hard, no, for 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 anyone. And that's the stuff that we're working on with them. 
Yeah, and so more people can can have, you know, reliable, safe work that they can do without have to worrying about ending up in jail or anything like that. Yeah. The point to finish probably this is not about my coffee. This is not my brand. No. I'm trying to be more the the bridge. Because some people ask about that, no? For example, Trinity, the local enterprise office, the the branding stuff. And I'm Yeah, what about to... your plan? You need you need yeah, to Yeah, but you I'm trying more about scale it's about up. them. Yeah, but it's yeah, about yeah, them, yeah. no? It's not about yeah. me. Yeah. It's about them. So that's for me. I'm still like that. That's my that's point. A, well, that's a lovely, it's a much better, I think, business model to have. It's fab. And um, before I am one more question to ask, is there anything else you would like to share with listeners, tips or tricks or information before I ask the last question? If you send me a message saying, oh, I, I, I just uh, listened to the podcast, I will give you a lovely surprise. With a, uh, I will send you a lovely uh bunch of uh, uh, coffee and chocolate if you send me a message. Uh, oh, that's yeah, a really nice surprise yeah, for, for the house price right now. Get ethical products if you can know, the fair trade products uh, as well, or trying to think about the stuff that you're wearing, about what you're drinking, what you're you not know, eating, soaps, soups to yeah, chocolate, whatever, candles from migrant, from Irish-based organization, from whatever. The most important is this local mm. environment of, of sharing for me, no? 100%. That's a lovely, a lovely note to end on. But one question I've been loving asking is to imagine something positive about the future. So if you step in to whatever, 2050, 2070, imagine everything has worked out and climate change is not an issue that we have social security and stability what's one of your favorite things about it uh one of mine let's see one thing that i like about this future is repair shops everywhere repair workshops and you know if my toaster breaks i know how to fix it and stuff like that like that i love that kind of stuff so i can see that happen in the future what's one thing for you that you really like about it Oh yeah, I want to see more of that and a lot of like the um, working with kids all the time when we talk about sustainable communities, no? The SDG number 11, I think. Oh, probably I'm wrong. <laughs> but the point is to have more sustainable communities, no? Mm. You don't need to commute to Dublin to go and work, no? For a few hours and come back or to, you know, to enjoy uh, uh, the forest. Uh, uh, far away, no, those more enjoyable communities, no, obviously, for example, ur urban areas to be more child friendly as well and to have more connected, probably communities. Yeah, sometimes the world we're living right now is yeah. not connected at all with ourselves and the environment. No, in general, we just mm -hmm. walk around and have our forest baths, yeah, probably in a collective way or, or no, no, lonely. Yeah way but we can have more of this type of strategies at local level could be a reading group or you no know, a lot of mm. connections in, in and the, the, it's happening right now no there's a lot of stuff but at the same time you can see the division the stuff everything no the racism no and and the war and blah 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 and the housing crisis you see all that oh shit but we're doing a lot of good, no? See the mm -hmm. elders reading that library, every, whatever, the men's chat. So trying to connect with this in a perfect world, I think it's possible with no troubles around, have kind of 
lovely communities. It sounds hippie or whatever, but we need to live in in, in paradise, no? The para- paradise mm-hmm. that we lost. 100%. Yes. Yeah. I love that reconnecting with uh, communities and having having that at your doorstep. That's a lovely imaginative note to end on, Alejandro. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Now, I hope you guys got a leaf or two out of that. Don't forget to go message Ethical Origin on Instagram. Give Alejandro a message and let him know you listen to the podcast and he said he'll give you a nice discount, which is very kind of him. And of course, you can check out their website as well. And yeah, the leaf that I took from this is definitely to be a bit more mindful of the coffee and the chocolate that I consume. I definitely consume way less chocolate than I used to. And when it comes to coffee, I've actually only started drinking that recently. And I definitely do need to start making, buying my own bags of coffee where I know the source and making that at home so that I know where the coffees come from instead of going into you know, larger cafes who might who might not know. So of course, support your your small local cafe. But as Alejandro says, ask them, ask them where is your coffee source from. And hey, if they're not sure, maybe you can direct them to Ethical Origin, or you know, ask them to shorten the supply chain and roasted at Origin. I learned as well. So yeah, hopefully you guys were able to take a leaf or two out of this. Thank you so much for listening. And I want to plug one event. There is an event that Kildare County Council are hosting this Saturday or this Sunday, beg your pardon, the 18th of June in 2023 in Harbour Field in Maynooth. They're having a picnic in the park day to celebrate Maynooth being selected as a decarbonisation zone. And it's going to be a fun day with lots of activities, very family friendly, and I'll be doing a poetry workshop there. So do come along. That's from two to five in the harbour field in Minute if you're around and if you're listening in the future well I hope you had a nice day on that day okay thank you so much for listening don't forget to check us out on Instagram I have a website as well bookofleaspodcast.com and the links for Patreon and buy me a coffee are all in the show notes I'll talk to you guys again in two weeks time bye